0: So Bill Cunningham, a prominent fashion journalist, observed that fashion is a mirror reflecting
1: the culture. To what extent do you agree with this? To be honest, I think it depends on what culture, because if you're in like a Western society, in a Western culture, fashion can mean very different things for different people. But if you're in um, Asian culture or like an Indian society, fashion can really represent what they like stand for and lots of their trends and like dance. Mm stuff and Bollywood and
2: But um, in terms of that, I think that would mainly apply to like traditional, more traditional clothing but I think a lot of the fashion industry has become dominated by Western countries and like Mm. the products that they put out and that's also another reflection of the general culture that we have because we can't, well first of all we can't really say that fashion is a separate element from culture because I think it is... An intrinsic part of how societies represent themselves and how changes can be seen because fashion it's like also impacted by economic changes like social changes in terms of like environmental awareness or um, other aspects and those I think they would all play into what trends are in the fashion industry and what people are interested in buying mm-hmm
0: okay um so on a more specific note in relation to like reflecting culture and reflecting sort of um the state of society um so on the 21st of january in 2018 lvmh announced that eddie Slaman would become the creative director of the luxury fashion brand celine taking over from the much loved feminist feminist direction of phoebe philo people people loved phoebe philo's celine because she created women's clothes not as a form of sexual escapism but so that, in her words, women should have choices and women should feel good in what they wear. At Slimane's debut spring-summer collection, there was no shortage of flesh and skin on display, nor sexual objectification. Lisa Armstrong for The Telegraph observed that in Slimane's collection, the female point of view appears to have fallen out of style. Is it important to have female designers within the fashion industry, or is it just perpetuating stereotypes of feminine tendencies towards creative pursuits? I
3: feel like it's really important to have like women designing women's clothes because like you know what feels comfortable on you and you know like you can't okay I don't know like so it's not perpetuating a creative like pathway like women aren't going into STEM or like whatever like that because women should be able to have the
4: choice to do whatever they want and if they're into fashion then let them be fashion designers you know. Yeah, I really think it's instrumental that the people these things are designed for are designed by them. So the female experience is like biologically different. It's intellectually different. It's uh, when there's a female designer, there's something fundamentally, like there's a fundamental connection already. So it's, it's helpful in the design process when designing a fashion piece that they can take into account things that are important to them as a woman or them as a demographic
3: male designers may know what looks good on woman in
4: their eyes, but female
3: designers definitely have a more like um, a personal point of view on what's comfortable and wearable in everyday life, which is what I really think you're getting at with Celine, because Celine used to be a really working woman brand. People would feel comfortable in the clothes and were able to wear them on an everyday basis. And now that it's been taken over, it's less like that and more based on um, just views.
1: I think that's like a really good point that women need to be a vital role in the development of fashion and the fashion industry. But in saying that it's been taken over by something or like it's not a woman now, so it's not as good, it's just as bad as a woman complaining that if there aren't any women in STEM it should only like someone saying it should only be men in STEM, for example. It's like if a man can't be a fashion designer, why could Like a woman as well. If we were fighting for something like on the regards of equality, it should be just as okay for a man to be in the fashion industry as a designer, as a woman. But since it's already some like uneven playing ground and men already have such a a benefit in the working place in comparison to women, I think it's important for women to have a very distinct role in the fashion industry, especially because it's for women's fashion, but in saying that it's not only for women and that a man should be allowed to be able to participate and be a designer for something even if it's not just for them.
5: Yeah, like in your example of the CEOs, I don't think it's necessarily necessary in such that a woman is necessarily the CEO of a business if there are women throughout the company that are working on it and have a say as well. The in your example, I think that the problem becomes when a man like I don't think all male um, designers we can necessarily say are going to take it that way. Like it's like you can't just say males aren't going to try and like st- put themselves in a woman's shoe. They still have like sources. They can still talk to women. They can still like try and try and accommodate their designs to like a woman's needs. And I think that although it's important to have women in the process, it's the same as everything else in that someone's gender doesn't necessarily like, define the way they're going to design clothing, for example, and so I think it's very like, it doesn't necessarily, it's not a huge thing if the CEO of a fashion company is
0: just a woman.
1: Yeah. Mm-hmm.
0: I agree. I think that like men and women should both have a place in the fashion industry, but like, Anna Wintour has been accused numerous times of favouring young, gay, male designers. And Tom Ford said that. Um, so he was the form, former creative director of Gucci and YSL. Um, he said that men are often better designers for women than other women. Of course, there are many more gay male designers. I think we are more objective. We don't come with the baggage of hating of hating our certain parts of our bodies. Oh,
3: you.
1: <laughs> I think with anything, any career, any workplace, like area, anything to do with anything basically, your gender doesn't have an impact really in most things. So when you're designing something, I don't think being, like, especially your sexual orientation, I don't think that being a gay male, even though stereotypically they are more fashion forward and all these things, I don't think that should be a reason for like hiring them as a certain thing, it should be your skill and what you bring to a team and not I'm a woman, so I'm not actually going to hire you because you probably hate your body because that's assuming things that are not necessarily true and it's always depending on the person and what assets they bring to the team. Yeah,
4: I think that um, when he says that men are better at designing things for women um, or, like, gay male uh, male designers, I think that um, just sort of having a gay male designer takes away that, like, Primary sexualization that is like assumed between heterosexual relationships, but I think it also oversteps the professional boundaries of it. Like, if you're a designer, you you work on the piece. You don't work, like you don't sexualize the woman you're working. For. But Tom Ford is notorious for that. He's basically
0: built a brand on this persona of sexuality. Yeah, exactly. Like all those ad campaigns, if you've seen those lipstick ones, like they're just making out and like...
3: Yeah, I think it sounds like his whole women aren't fit to do this because they hate their bodies, yada, yada, yada. It sounds quite a bit like when, like a while ago, women weren't allowed to be in like positions of power because men thought they were like hysterical when they were on their periods, they were too emotional, they weren't fit to be in positions of... It sounds a lot like that to me, which is why I just think it's complete. Crap! Like you should be able to, if you're a designer, especially, put your concerns about your own body away from that and be able to design a piece.
0: Yeah, and I think that it's sort of dependent on what sort of consumer and like purpose of the products that you're selling. So, like, if you're selling for like the everyday working woman or like working man, like of course practicality is like a big, like part. Like people want to feel comfortable in what they're wearing, but then if, if you're like um, sort of doing more avant-garde, like couture or something, like, it doesn't, gender really doesn't play any role in that yeah. sort of
1: Because couture, no couture,
3: like, it, couture is purely just to look good.
1: Yeah, yeah and you only it's wear like, it, at, ah, like, once. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> exactly, and going off what you said there, like, the way they're stating these things, saying, like, over-sexualization from like a female perspective, oh, that's so bad, like you shouldn't be doing that only for working women. And men like, oh my God, like that's not good. I really don't see a problem with sexualizing certain fashion or couture pieces because like I don't see a problem in sexuality being present in fashion because it's a main part of our culture and especially Western culture and it's very normal, especially in today's society. And I think that... Just because something is over-sexualised or sexualized doesn't necessarily mean it's a bad thing. It just means it's a different thing. Because something designed for a working woman is very different to a man designing something where it's, like, a runway piece where it shows lots of skin. They're for different criteria. It's for different things. So you shouldn't be putting them in the same category because they just aren't the same thing. Like, they're completely... Like, sportswear and then, like, I think the outings. problem comes like from it's just different. where the categories emerged. Like, in Celine,
3: she was supposed to be, like... A working woman's brand and then it kind of merged more into that sort of couture thing where it's more sexualized and more not wearable if you know what I mean that's Mm -hmm. where the issue comes from when like options are starting to
0: be diminished okay so abortion with no exceptions for rape or incest is illegal in 26 countries do you think these laws represent more than just protecting lives yeah Um, absolutely
6: controlling
4: Mm -hmm. women on their bodies and the choice over their bodies. Yeah, I think it's a thing about just people in power. I'm not saying all men, but the majority of leaders who vote on this are men, so they don't have the female experience, you know? Yeah. So... It's just, it's not a factor of saving lives anymore. Because if they wanted to save lives, oh, they would ensure that. Yeah, they would ensure abortion, they would, like, a safe abortion, they would ensure uh, practical and cheap birth control to women, all these types of things. So it's reg- it's normally just about restraining that type of woman's rights, like, especially reproductive rights, because in all, in all these countries, they're very, like, they're just very uncomfortable and. Up, like, upon women's sexuality, it's so prevalent in this society, even though we talk about it, like, it's a very slow, gradual change with the topic of sexuality. So I think that it's just... They become increasingly more uncomfortable because, you know, to have an abortion, you would have to be sexually active. Mm-hmm. So they're sort of punishing that type of prospect. So I think... so. I'm trying to tie it back in. It's, yeah. um, it's more about, like, when... Who was it who said men... Design things for women Tom better. Ford. Tom Ford. He can't. It's not the same ideology, but it's the same. It's, it's the same type of Basis. yeah, like rhetoric, like um, that men can make this decision better than women, even though they're not the ones who are directly yeah. impacted. And,
0: like I, I
4: don't know, but it could sort
0: of be interpreted like these conservative laws and like they're kind of um, retaliating maybe against like sexual culture like it just seems like such a juxtaposition between like um like the culture of like promoting sexuality and and expressing yourselves however you want and then like these laws that determine women's rights and terms of expression.
3: The thing about abortion laws is that it's been studied that they don't actually get- Decrease the number of abortions. They just mm. decrease the number of safe abortions. So instead of going to an abortion clinic and getting it in like with surgical grade like materials and like with a doctor, you get it like using at home methods, like like terrible, terrible stuff. So in all, there's more deaths of women who have the abortions, which it's just like it's ineffective on both counts. Yeah, it's just so and it creates like a society that shames. <laughs> basically.
5: Yeah, it's just the constant repetition that can be seen, like that's been throughout history of men thinking they have the power, they're always right. In this particular topic it's like really quite sensitive to a lot of women and so if men come out and say that they can understand, that they're understanding, it's quite harmful to women when men say that they can understand the situation, they can make a better situation than women. because they're never going to be able to experience the same situation some of these people in, and so it's just them
2: taking power and thinking they're always right. I think it's also a problem with who get, like, well, yeah, it's still mainly a problem with who, the people who are in parliament and are supposedly representing the voices of the people aren't actually represent like, reflecting the changing opinions and ideas of society because um, I think like politics, at least in Australia, it it still does tend to be quite a closed like elite circle, like the only way you can really get to high positions in like the Liberal um, Labour Party in federal position is you need to have connections to those people and so that means the people who are in parliament together and the people who have connections with each other, they tend to come from the same demographics and unfortunately those demographics are mainly like white, old males. So the opinions that they hold about how people can express their sexuality and how people get to make choices or deal with the consequences of their actions and about like the sexual um, actions, I think their opinions about it are still largely outdated and based on the idea that women, that they have the right to make decisions for women, even though they might not be conscious of the fact that that is what they're basing their opinion
0: on. Okay, do you think um, women can have any autonomy over their bodies if these laws are still in place? How can women like... Respond in the midst of like abortion laws and
1: <laughs>
0: like. Do you think fashion has any part to do with that?
6: Fashion has always been like a huge, not huge, but like it always like plays with politics and like what happens in the world. And a lot of designers choose to like base their opinions on like new lines or collections. And so I definitely think that you know designers can respond to this and like make clothes about <laughs> but I don't know if it'll make a huge change in people's mindsets yeah I think like politicians mindsets like they're not going to see it a, a, a piece of clothing and be like oh okay guys let's get rid of these laws I feel like women should be able to like control them I'm not necessarily abortion.
0: talking about like a specific like collection of clothing I'm talking about um, the way women dress and present themselves oh, in right. society sort of as
1: yeah I think fashion as a whole along with like many other art forms is heavily used to display different forms of, like, societal and, like, political comments and things like that. And not that it will physically, like Izzy said, it's probably not going to actually create, like, a like what's the... Social Like, change that's legal change and all those things, like immediate actions. But it does spread, since fashion is such a large industry in, like, almost all societies, no matter where like it plays a very heavy part in our culture that it will spread enough awareness to be able to start more conversations which can then lead to those actions.
4: Yeah I think like fashion is art and art is subjective to the the audience that it presents itself and like for example if there's like shoot and a model is wearing barely any clothing or it's like a nude shoot some people might interpret it as empowering and beautiful while others might um, interpret it as like sexual exploitation or if someone covers up a lot people will think uh, that she like hates her body and um, that sexuality is bad and she interprets it that way like so regardless of what you wear people will always have bad connotations to it so like I don't really think fashion as a statement can make too much of a change as the way we present ourselves because there will always be opinions based on that. But um, I think that the fashion industry as an industry has a lot of power to change and help, um, like the way we think about things.
0: Yeah. So, like for example, like in the nineties, uh, Donna Karen she released this ad campaign, um, and it basically it imagined a female president being like sworn in. Um, and it was really controversial in the time because, like, the idea of a female president, like um, Hillary Clinton, had lots of like prevalence in the time in America. Yeah, so that's sort of just an example of how fashion can sort of be intertwined with political. You yeah, like make a statement.
3: Yeah. yeah, I think fashion, like you were saying before, like it reflects a culture and the like opinions and beliefs of the culture and a society and I think fashion can often allow people like an outlet or like an expressive like a way to express themselves so fashion I think can really make a statement but as to where it's politically effective I'm not sure.
5: In the like 1980s there was this big phase of fashion called power dressing and it was when um, women like wore like very male suits that didn't like show any of their features because the men in the industry in order for the women to be taken seriously they had to wear this cuz otherwise the men would like
4: they had to dress they, they didn't take them seriously
5: and i think that kind of reflects that the women their fashion sometimes has to reflect like the way society or not even politics just the way society is currently but like in order to be taken seriously they have to be like dress in that way, and they have to dress so that. So I don't necessarily think that's the right thing to do. That women have to dress in this way to be taken seriously or be put in high positions by society. But I just, yeah, I think that's an example of.
0: Yeah, because a space. yeah, clothes do like the way we present ourselves. People interpret that differently, and like if women, because society associates femininity with like weakness and sort of, um, sort of immaturity. Like women sort of for a long time have had to dress sort of masculine to sort of conform to society standards of what a working person is, or like an intellectual person.
3: The the idea of somebody who's in a position of power and like traits of masculinity are often
6: like intertwined in fashion and society.
0: Do they associate power with like masculine style? Yeah. Like, that's
6: dressing. like... I don't know, when you see like ad campaigns for like more feminine clothes, it's always just like she's running through a field of daisies. And mm-hmm.
1: it's always like this guy who's like <laughs> running Chasing after her. her, like perfume ads are like, Yeah, oh my, my god, gosh, so elegant.
4: I'm wearing this really yeah. little black dress. Mm-hmm. This is what it's like
1: to be a woman.
6: And <laughs> you, can, you can even see it the other way. It's like if men are too invested in fashion, people automatically assume something about his sexuality. Just like, let it be, you know? Yeah, yeah.
0: There are two different ways that you can sort of like interpret the idea of power dressing. Like mm. there's, um, it's sort of like, oh, women have to like conform in society to like men, masculine like opinions. Um, or kind of like, I'm actually not sure what year it was, but YSL, they released their like the smoking suit, which was like in the 20th century. Um, and it was a huge deal because it was like the first time women's clothing wasn't a dress and it, it was like it, it was a suit like women in France like for ages weren't, like it was illegal for them to wear
4: pants yeah like in Japan they, they just had to, wear to wear like <clears throat> they had to wear they heels and just now heels. in like 2019 they're making it like Legal to be able to choose comfortable clothes. Yeah, before, I mean, like, before legal, they had to be wearing le-
1: actual heels to and from work, and they could not be wearing anything else. Yeah, and yeah. they had to wear a certain like skirt as well. But
0: mm-hmm. like in the seventies, there was like a really famous instance, and it was um like in America, she, it was she was a socialite, she was going into a hotel, and she was wearing one of the less um, smoking suit, and she they told her she wasn't allowed to wear it because it was like. She was like pants and like the suit and then the, the the suit actually became like a symbol sort of like as like feminine rebellion in yeah. a way that was like masculine. And anyway, so they asked her to, they were like you can't wear that So she just took off her pants and she made the blazer a mini dress <laughs> and
6: walked it. That's, that's great. Yeah, I definitely think women wearing masculine clothes is really good. I think. <laughs>
0: the, there's this. a balance with Yeah, it I think it's good, but
6: I don't think women wearing masculine clothes should be associated with being in a position of power. I think mm. there should be two separate things. Mm. Like, if you want to wear a suit, wear a suit, but that doesn't mean that you should be taken more seriously than if you're going to wear a dress.
0: I, I think really what needs to happen is less... I feel like we need more gender fluidity in terms of like clothing yeah like it can't yeah. just be like oh women like if they wear suits like they're just conforming like um, if they don't they're too feminine like exactly. men can only wear suits like it's just like you see so many instances like at the Met Gala this year like there was um, lots of like gender fluidity in terms of like clothing choices like Billy Porter rocked up in like a oh,
3: big so gold beautiful, beautiful.
0: cape yeah. and like I think that Things
1: like that, while may have been perceived as frivolous, are really important for, like, society and culture. I think it really depends, like, on what someone wears. There's a very blurred line between, for example, like, the pantsuit thing. It's, like, some people perceive it as, oh, they're just conforming, so they're taken seriously in a patriarchal society. Or, oh, they're empowering themselves and they're, like, taking themselves serious or something. There's a very blurred line. Between <laughs> there's a very blurred line between the two and I really think it comes down to the person And it's always the person who's wearing it because they're the one who's made the decision I think it yes. comes down to their decision and the reason behind it So it's like it can be a good thing or a bad thing But it really depends on the person who's wearing because it. it's different for everyone They can feel different and feel confident or have different reasons behind wearing any item of clothing That's why we have so many different Various like styles and themes because it really depends on the person's opinion and what it leads down to.
3: I think the issue is that society has connected power with masculinity, but really, whatever like a power should, suit should be is like whatever the person is wearing it, like so you're just saying, feels powerful. Yeah. And, yeah, like when I think. Like, when you were saying Billy Porter, I thought, power suit, and then I would, he'd like, I can't remember what show it was, but he rocked up, and he was wearing a suit jacket, but he was wearing a dress. Oh, the ball gown. It was, that, it was like, literally gorgeous, and, like, I, when you were saying gender fluidity, like, that was so cool, and it was, like, that would, he looked really cool and really powerful, and that's a great example of, like, because a lot of men feel, like, like insecure if they Like projecting feminine qualities, and I think that's a really good way to introduce gender fluidity as like a powerful
1: statement as well.